Hello and welcome to another episode of Pop Salsa. I am your host, like always, Joel. What's with the? What's with the? No, I'm just vibing with you. You're just vibing. <laughs> yeah, with I'm me? just vibing. I, lo- I, you know, I'm getting in the mood. <laughs> I saw. Like, I started going into the whole spiel of it, and then uh, Ernie's over here just like bobbing around with his head. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I am your host, like always, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy Ernesto. Hey. Pop Salsa is a another entertainment based uh, podcast. So we disseminate. Uh, in our own way, the the week's news in pop culture. So let's get into it. Uh, there's been a lot of <laughs> news, you know. I yeah. guess you could, well, is it like because the big bomb, you know, that landed was uh, the the Warner Discovery merger. Yeah. That what happened like what three months ago now at this point? Yeah, and, and yeah, it, like weeks after that, like the big bombs have been dropping. <laughs> so like I, I'm imagining it as in back in ninety four, I think it was, um, a com a comet, mm-hmm. giant comet, uh, Shoemaker Levy nine hit uh, Saturn. It's actually recorded on 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 recorded, oh, uh, so you could watch. You could, oh no, you could watch. Like, oh, you wow. could watch the the um the asteroids hit the planet and it broke apart. The big one bomb dropped in the, on the planet. And then like months later, just more bomb, more <laughs> pieces of the asteroid will hit the planet. So I feel like this is what's happening with the discovery. Yeah. It's Warner very, discovery really market. accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, earlier this week, it was pretty much confirmed, right? Right. That they've gutted the shit out of their animation studios. <laughs> essentially, uh, getting, like closing down one of the be- the behemoths for three, four decades, I guess at this point now. Yeah. Cartoon Network. Yeah. And um, I was kind of a little conflicted. I'm not going to lie. Hmm. In what way? Just because for me, Cartoon Network, my era was like in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. So I saw shows like uh, Dexter's Laboratory, uh, Ed, Ed and Eddie, uh was it the cat dog? Well, I think that was Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah but, Nickelodeon. Um, Edit, Edit, you uh, said that already. Yeah. Uh, so, was Roscoe? Oh, no, that was Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. Yes. Uh, Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and and that era of comic, of cartoons. like you Courage. Go, Courage. Courage. The Cowboy okay, Girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That era of cartoons, you go back at them now, and they're, like, so sophisticated for their age, in a sense. You know, obviously, there's a whole bunch of, like, hidden dirty jokes and stuff like that <laughs> you could not get away with today. Yeah. But I feel like after that era of um, Cartoon Network shows, they've kind of been, you know, dumbing down for the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, treating them as if they're just morons, which they are. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But I feel like they need that spark. That spark of, you know, a little higher intelligence to... Get them interested in other stuff. Do you know any shows from now, Jen? Well, I, is that Adventure Time one? I don't even. I don't I'm so out I, of it. I haven't seen like the, the 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 two I'm thinking of is um, Teen Titans Go. Mm-hmm. So if you've seen that show, oh right, yeah, it's just the bastardization of an amazing <laughs> show. And another one is was it Clarence? 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 Yeah, it's the dumbest fucking show i've ever seen 
not the dumbest show I've ever seen, but it's pretty dumb. Yeah. It's like good background shit just to like veg out and not do anything. Get Maybe get some stone. Get, get stoned or something. <laughs> like, watch. I mean, even Tea Times Go, I feel like getting a little stone watching. Yeah. Uh, definitely would help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's a good point. I, I feel that it's it's like a Star Wars thing. And yeah. Not to do segue, but when Star Wars came out, you know, it first came out, it was this revolutionary thing. I want to say in the 90s as well, mm-hmm. with Cartoon Network, a lot of shows were very, revolutionary yeah like, let's test the waters and stuff like that yeah and now that you have an industry that's just br- just filled to the brim with other versions of cartoons uh yeah the, the low common denominator doesn't really look like a good look yeah for cartoon network anyway so that's why i was a little torn obviously like it, it sucks cartoon network has been an important part of essentially every kid's childhood yeah you know, they're, if you were lucky enough to Back in the olden days, uh, cable wasn't so readily available, and it certainly wasn't so mm, cheap. Yeah, you say cheap. So uh, it wasn't really all that um, common for people to have cable. Like I had cable on and off all throughout mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. So it was uh, like there was times where I was like, "Yeah, let's watch everything," but then there was times where I'm like. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I can't. I, I had hijacked cable, oh, so you know you you slip the cable guy a hundred, and oh, he, he you went to that, that step. I was yeah. thinking about you just went to your neighbor, oh, and <laughs> hacked into his wire. No, not at all. I remember seeing my dad like talk to the cable guy, like, "Hey, you want to put this plug over here?" Yeah. <laughs> <Just add connection. laughs> so that's how I had access. It, it was on and off at the time. I was like, "I, li- I have an, a PlayStation. I'll live with it." You know, yeah. stuff like that, and it's. Uh, uh, when it comes to Cartoon Network, I'm I'm more sad about, like like I think you alluded to, a avenue for children. Mm-hmm. As dumb as the cartoons are, as <laughs> as lower as they seem to be compared to like say Edit and Eddie and Crash yeah. the Cowardly Dog, uh, I'm just sad that just that channel is being gutted. Yeah, you know what I mean something like, uh, at least we had something to watch. It feels like what's going on with our Cartoon Network is going to be just you know butchered. Yeah, I mean, like, it is sad that the, that's a like a solely dedicated medium mm. uh, of of cartoons for children is being, um, like you said, gutted. But like the accessibility is there, like YouTube and all these yeah. other streaming services have their own uh, animation, essentially wing. Yeah, exactly, and it's 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 the times we live in man like Cartoon Network is being gutted and then you can easily go to YouTube and watch yeah. something that uh, maybe a, a better creative who doesn't have access to the tools Cartoon Network has is able to you know make something that is much more unique or much more uh, much more eye catching yeah and it's it does open the possibility of a power vacuum that Cartoon Network leaves it, it gives the opportunity for those like even Nickelodeon to fill void that Cartoon Network leaves open I mean, to say like power vacuum, it would mm-hmm. it's implying that fucking Cartoon Network was at the top of the heap, <laughs> but I don't think it was like well, that. You know? Power <laughs> vacuum in the sense of it it had the most eyes, I want to say, and something that's very generational as well. I mean, it's Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network. What's the other Disney? Disney. Uh, do they have animation? I, I I'm sure they do, but I don't think they're as reaching as something like Edit and Eddie that we remember yeah. Powerpuff Girls. That's there's being made into a movie, like something that is so pop culturally relevant to us as as when we were kids. Yeah. So to remove that aspect and just gut it, then it, it feels like where's that gonna bring those viewers to anymore? 
in yeah. which direction. Where does um, Adult Swim fit in all of this? Because I know it's its own thing, <laughs> but it's, it lives on Cartoon Network. Right? So far, I mean, I feel like Adult Swim is, is fine. fine. Just, just because it feels like a, a big bulk of their programming is licensed. Yeah. Out. Like Cowboy Bebop. It's or everywhere. Evangelion or stuff like that. It's like anime stuff. Um, I, I don't know if it bodes well for those animation studios that are working on Adult Swim. Like Aqua Teen Hunger Force. But then again, that has YouTube. Yeah. Like, you know, other avenues that it can go. It's, is uh, Rick and Morty on Cartoon Network? Or Adult yeah, Swim? Yeah, Adult Swim. Adult Swim as well. But that's, it's, isn't that licensed? It, yeah, I mean. It's, it's part it, of Hulu or it's something? It's living. Well, no, it's. Uh, what is it part of? Uh, Discovery. On? Discovery? No, um, HBO. 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 Oh, okay. It's oh. on Hulu as well, but it's on it's on HBO. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing, and they also like greenlit fifteen seasons of that fucking show. So I feel like if they if they cancel, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like the South 15, Park, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a big money maker. If all of a sudden we hear like Rick and Morty acts season seven through nine or whatever the fuck, yeah. I feel like the sh- the the shit storm will be ignited. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. I think Rick and Morty is gonna be fine. Fine. Yeah, they say that Adult Swim is gonna be fine, but that's what they said about other stuff. So I don't yeah. know to trust uh, higher ups from Warner Brothers Discovery. Not at the moment. Yeah, not at the moment. Anyway, because yeah. right now they're on a they're on a gutting selling spree. Yeah, I mean they're they're it, it's crazy. Like we the first round of of projects in um, you know wings of uh, Warner Brother that were being eliminated was like holy shit and then as as the time was coming as time progressed more stuff was going on but i feel like this is the like the big second major one you know like yeah you i get that animation is expensive mm-hmm. but it always makes money yeah there's a reason there's fucking nine minions movies out there or something <laughs> it's, it's that and it's it caters to one of the most growing de- demographics kids yeah kids i mean kids will, will eat anything mm-hmm. Yeah, a majority of things up. Yeah, right? you know the emoji show movie was just kind of weird. Did you watch it? it? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, but just an emoji movie. Yeah, <laughs> just did it. So yeah. I feel like that's the limit of children's patience, patience. when it comes to you know what I mean. The minions are at least they're running around uh, and they're I'm trying to think. Is there anything dumber than an emoji movie? It's gonna be a toughie. I, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, unless you make one about emoticons. Which are emojis? Well, the, the old the, school the, ones. Yeah, the precursors yeah. to <laughs> the, the 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 semicolon yeah. and smiley, parentheses, smiley face, smiley yeah. face right? Or can... semicolon and P, capital P. <laughs> Is this emoji too? <laughs> like, uh, the passing of no, the torch. It's gotta be a, a prequel. Oh, it's a passing of the torch kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a Rocky and a Creed. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's yeah, it's it's crazy. And then like they also. I remember when they announced that they were going to do this, that Warner Brothers have like a, a dedicated pipeline in mm-hmm. essence to like breed more writers and directors and more more people on the creative side, you know, which right. was awesome. Yeah. But now that's also gone. Oh, yeah. It's... God, Zaslav is just a gigantic... <laughs> he, uh, yeah, it, it, it seems like the program is going to mirror what he wants, yeah. which is scripted drama. You know what I mean? Even... I mean, even the fact that HBO Max's streaming service is going to be 
the platform is going to be dumbed down to match Discovery's platform service, which isn't as popular, obviously, yeah. as the HBO Max one. So the, to, the idea of like, oh, we're going to come in, we're going to you know scrap HBO Max and we're going to prioritize Discovery's this, the app and build from there. It, it's the it, I'm not a business major in the industry, but that feels like a dumb bet. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like you obviously have the better, the more superior um product in hbo max yeah which started off rocky right but granted that happens yeah. to a lot of the streaming yeah services. but it's it's up there now it's up there with you know D- uh, disney and um netflix netflix yeah stuff. it's the top three yeah. i want to i want to say confidently that, that it's it's amongst at least the top five of the streaming services you know peacock yeah. apple plus sure. well it's just with the peacock and like paramount those are strictly peacock and paramount properties mm, which mm. is very limited right and and i think with peacock you have access to nbc's you know film uh catalog mm-hmm. which is you know going back years and years and years decades right right which is awesome hey if you're into old movies hey there you go they're there but if you're not you want some more contemporary shit then you go to hbo max yeah and a mixture of other licensed stuff yeah you know, right there's which a lot has, of, yeah i have always started the hbo max uh, app when i do i'm like whoa this is here like i'm always <laughs> just just like a kid in a candy store like whoa that's here like yeah. good is here let's watch it for the 10,000th time yeah it it's it, like exactly like you said going back a step or two is does not make yeah. overall sense you know there are some things that make sense even though trying to separate like the obvious devastation that has been occurring to you know people losing their jobs and stuff like that but just looking at it at a numbers perspective solely it makes sense to some extent what Zaslav is doing yeah it's definitely warner brothers i feel wasn't really in a good place in terms of content yeah uh creatively i mean it feels like the even just looking at the dc property mm-hmm. they've, they've fumbled it a lot and yeah. they've tried to save it and they sometimes you thought they're going to save it and then they fumble it so uh for zasev to come in and essentially clean it up makes absolute sense they're hemorrhaging money they're in debt and they need to get that money back yeah. Uh, however, the industry, as we know, and in case you guys, uh, y'all don't know, it, it's it's an organism with a machine hybrid. Yeah. You know, the things that you'll do here on one side is going to affect things down the line. And him just wanton butchering things left and right, <laughs> you know, destroying that pipeline, which was good for the most part for the industry. Yeah. But also uh, butchering creatives and other departments and all that stuff is uh, it's going to pay down the line. Yeah, I mean, like, as of right now, all we're seeing is the devastation of it all. <laughs> the devastation of it <laughs> the all. The slash and burn, the, you know. But down the line, like you said, um, before we, we actually start recording, we had this conversation where I said, it said, it will sort itself out. Yeah. You know, I know it's kind of hard right now looking at it, the fucking fires and the <laughs> right, The, the and plumes of smoke. Yeah. But we have to have some sort of, you know, confidence in not necessarily Zaslav, whatever the fuck you say his name, but in the overall process, in the overall organism that is uh, the entertainment industry. Yeah, exactly. And it's something that uh, uh, we're living in history in the making. 
Uh, I don't I don't know if that's exaggerating. I hope I'm not, but it feels like this moment is going to be reviewed by uh, like Joel said telecom students down the line or entertainment students, or maybe in some degree film students. Yeah, if we're not blown up. <laughs> so it it does feel like one of those uh, those acquisitions that not was only shocking at the moment, mm-hmm. but also will have repercussions in not only those who entered the industry, but also those who are leaving it. Yeah. Yeah, it's caused um, several people, like uh, Ernesto mentioned, that there's a one of the the, the execs that they were um, being groomed, Scou- scouted. I, I guess groomed grown. now has a weird, <laughs> like secondary <laughs> definition, but like scouted. Yeah, that's to to, to head the um, the like be the Kevin Feige at DC, right? You know, Marvel's Kevin Feige, but that, but at DC, and he's like, you know, this is too much. I can't do this. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah. I mean, you look at projects like Batgirl, and granted, sure, whatever your assumption of it without seeing it, it's there. But something that was already in post-production. Yeah. And that people literally gave time with family members, loved ones to help make this movie. I could just imagine a key grip who missed, like, I don't know, his or hers, uh, like, kid's birthday to help shoot this scene and yeah. in cold degree weather then and just to see it just axed at the end stage yeah. is it, it's heartbreaking yeah i mean especially like because we know what it what it what it takes yeah. to some extent you know like the the training we had when we were in college it was always uh touted as being like second to none just mm-hmm. because we did have a lot of teachers who were actually in the industry and they just came over to teach and supplement their income in one way or another, you know? Yeah. Like, it's always a trip because, like, <laughs> there was um, students in, like, my fellow classmates who actually had actually gone to film school <laughs> and they didn't know, like, basic lighting or basic stuff, <laughs> stuff like that and we were teaching them. It's like, how is this possible? Yeah. <laughs> it, film school, come on. <laughs> exactly. When we went to college, it was TV and film and that was the line. Yeah. And TV was always the technical, practical people, right? Yeah. People who would get down and dirty and help you with this shot or get their hands smashed in by the wall. Uh, what is it? The the scene of the, the flat just yeah. to help you get this two minute scene. Yeah. So the how come from that experience and uh, then learn about the creative side down the line. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's very it's a machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah it's it's it, obviously, it, you know, we feel bad for the, everybody who worked on it involved uh, from everybody above the line to everybody below the, well, maybe not everybody above the line, but some people (laughs) above the line, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, everybody below the line, definitely. Like it's, um, but yeah, I mean, like we just have to trust that it's going to sort itself out. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's something that unprecedented. I don't remember at any point in time where there was a, a major, you know, acquisition or merger, at least this dirty. This I'm, I feel like there was, but it wasn't as like rocking the boat. Yeah, <laughs> as much as maybe this. like back in the forties or something. You know, back in the days. <laughs> but now, I yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, but it, <laughs> it's funny though because at least on the um, on Warner Brothers side of things, something is happening, mm-hmm. drastic as it may be. But on the Netflix side, I think another business that seems to be circling the drain, <laughs> um, they don't really seem to be correct in course. Yeah. I saw an article today. I didn't, I didn't get an opportunity to add it to the, to the show lock, but 
they announced the price for their ad supported uh right their tier ad tier yeah right? tier their ad, ad, tier. <laughs> their ad supported tier which is 699 uh yeah no thank you yeah yeah i i i, I don't i i'm spoiled as hell when it comes to watching the shows like, yeah i'm so used to something that's not ad related and something to to have a five minute ad i'm assuming it's going to be a five minute ad in the smack dab in the middle it, it feels like why especially yeah. coming from netflix yeah Right, they haven't had ads in decades. Well, maybe decades. 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 That's one problem. Yeah, decades. So them to add that now and have a price to it, because some of them aren't they free? Some of the streaming services with ads. Because uh, isn't Hulu? F- no, it's not Hulu, free, but, but it's super cheap. Oh, super cheap. Yeah, it's right. like four bucks or something like that. Oh, okay. Then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know Netflix, man. What's going on with them? Doesn't make. Sense. I mean, it's just it's just weird, like because. It's it's signaling the end mm. of a giant of like of an era essentially, and it's sad because like it's, it's it sounds like you're in the same boat as I am because like it gave us so much enjoyment, but I don't specifically remembering being all that into uh, the shows they produced. So like all the stuff I watched was the stuff they licensed. Right. Now that they lost it, I kind of don't go on Netflix anymore. Yeah, I remember when Star Trek was on Netflix and that's all I watched. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like, a lot of the shows that they produce themselves are, are pretty top notch. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like top notch in the way that this is a TV show once, but also just the production value. I mean, the editing, even the effects to some extent. Yeah, they went a, a, a while, like a few years, where they were just winning Emmys after Emmys. Right, right. And they even bought the Egyptian theater in LA just to compete in the Oscars. Yeah. Right? Just the gravitas of that. A streaming service competing in something that is exclusively for film. Yeah. Like, it's unheard of. Yeah. So now to see them kind of backpedaling and also copying their competitors the, 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 the theater for sale yeah right i mean <laughs> I, I i mean i could have told them probably don't buy a game company in finland you know, yeah. in case y'all don't know they bought they they really wanted to go into the wing of video games yeah and video games and film well, and mobile tv mo- oh mobile games right yeah. exactly mo- there's a difference video games? games to mobile games <laughs> right mobile difference. games that it, it's an industry within itself and it's a beast within itself yeah. so to try to go into that willy-nilly just because you're netflix like the audacity of yeah that. yeah it feels like they're <laughs> they're just like they're going they're driving a hundred miles towards a cliff and instead of like slowing down or hitting, you know, turning around or something, they're just off steam ahead. <laughs> Let's just keep going and see what's up. And I feel like Netflix goes down. It's got to go down in the most spectacular way possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause you can't have a essentially like a cultural icon. Yeah. Just fade away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not a lot. If anything, this is the slowest fall they've ever done i they, they went off the cliff but for some reason time dilated and now they're just kind of slowly falling down that cliff yeah. and they, they have to give the weight up and add services and then cracking down on people sharing passwords and not looking at the root of your issue which is not only content but licensed content yeah is it's going to be a difficult way ahead for them at least yeah, it, you know. yeah it's a sad time <laughs> um but on the other there's more there's been what do you feel about the sudden influx of, you know, video game adaptation? 
Um, because there's been all. I feel like recently, over the last two years, hmm. there's been just anything and everything that has been successful in the video game world to have some sort of adaptation, either film or TV, mainly TV. Um, I'm 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 all for it. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm, I find it difficult just to think of something wrong with that, uh, because there there's always a time where I find myself, like say on YouTube, for example, looking up. Well, live action versions of games. Yeah. Right? Then I played Half Life, and then I played all the Half Lives recently, and I try to look for fan films or small little things just to see that in that medium. So to see that uh, approach now with like say Last of Us and Fallout, and even maybe uh, Ghost of Tsushima and Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, I, I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, there was the 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 this untapped well of content in within comic books. That the industry tapped into and tapped into really well. Yeah. Do you think the, the the next wave of like the new generation of filmmakers and storytellers are all going to flock to video games? That's a that's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you can't guys get to see it, but I'm smiling. That's a that's a yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's people going in. There's there's directors and maybe producers that go into industry knowing that oh this is my favorite comic book mm-hmm. and that's what inspired them I, I saw a wolf by night last night werewolf by night uh, uh, werewolf by night thank yeah. you werewolf by night at the beverly and uh uh michael gassiero one of the directors came in and he's, he's like oh uh, i have a stack of man thing comics yeah. and uh, werewolf by night comics at home like he was a fan since he was a kid in the 90s yeah so uh, to go that into video games like oh I've I've been I played Last of Us and that pushed me to become a director yeah right or a creative or a scriptwriter and to, to have that kind of influence is gratifying yeah because I feel like more now more than ever the you know the video game medium is the premier storytelling medium because it's not only interactive it takes you know forty fifty plus hours depending on the game to fully tell your story right. There's no other medium that's interactive and that long. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it's, it's sadly, I want to say it's a medium that it feels childish. Uh, I want to say. It still has that stigma. It still has that stigma, exactly. Um, but comics had that stigma. But now look at comics. I mean, they still, to some extent, but yeah, not as much. Exactly. So, like, just just the idea of that nerddom became the general norm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's something that we didn't get. I don't know if you got the opportunity, but <laughs> I didn't get the opportunity to get bullied because of Star Wars or Star Trek or my interest in pop culture. No. Right? I mean, no, but when I was a kid, nobody knew. Right. Because, like, oh, that, that was like, you just. Nobody was that out with their fandom right you know or at least in the schools i went to right right and same same with me yeah. i mean i knew star trek but and star wars but i didn't really it wasn't something i i, I brought up in casual conversation yeah, like more, hey star trek yeah yeah something <laughs> like that so now you feel like that especially with comics that's it's prevalent you know yeah. you can't go down the street in la in hollywood without seeing someone that's with a dc shirt or a, a, a Stranger Things show, or something from a pop culture show, or movie, yeah. or a video game, and stuff like that. And so to see video games entering that 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 realm uh-huh. now to be more open, maybe down the line we'll see, uh, I don't know, someone with a Gran Turismo shirt or something from the movie, or yeah. maybe Uncharted, or maybe something Horizons or Dawn. So it gets me excited to have that medium enter uh, the mainstream now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's it's interesting. Like 
Because it's not the first time there has been yeah. attempts, you yeah. know, to, to make that transition. Uh, but now I feel like because every production company has their own streaming platform, they right. kind of need content to right. make it worth the while, you know. And then there's there's um, the big uh, video game production companies, and I'm thinking of Sony in particular, who has the capabilities of, of sitting back and be like, the distribution, that's all on y'all. But we got this. Right. <laughs> exactly. And I wasn't able to put it on the, the show log as well. But Nintendo, yeah. Nintendo, uh, I don't know, studios or production, mm-hmm. their own production wing for movies and TV shows. Yeah. So uh, to see Sony do it and then Nintendo do it, it, it seems like it, it's, and like you said, a, a untapped well. Of not only interconnectivity because there's the movie and the video game, yeah. but also the opportunity to take these characters where video games don't really have that chance to. Yeah. It is 40 hours of gameplay, but to have a focused, say, maybe a TV show, eight hours of narrative only and yeah. cut up the get out the gameplay, uh, it's exciting to see. They're still going to have to figure out, like, the, the, you know, smooth out the edges. Because, yeah. like, look at Halo. <laughs> like obviously you still haven't seen it right uh no no so but like halo is you know obviously a massive property in the video game world and having that be like hey let's make this into a live action tv drama essentially what it was it makes sense but i don't feel like they they were able to like accurate accurately grasp what halo is yeah it, it seems like that stigma you you mentioned right about video games not well i brought up but the stigma yeah of video games being this other medium and there's this uh, connotation of otherness to it you know mm-hmm. it's something that you have to approach it in a certain way where it has to be a say a tv show or a film about a video game not a video game tv show yeah kind of deal so going back to Halo and what I understand from what you've told me <laughs> is that it, it gets bogged down in that world building. And granted, it, it's very big with terms of the world building, but to bring that to TV yeah. and to make it fluid and the narrative is difficult. Yeah, I mean, like world building isn't an issue when you're the one like discovering it. If you're, you know, you use your, your controller to like move around stuff like that. As you progress, you're the one who's uncovering the story, right? Uncovering the lore and all that stuff. But if you're just sitting there watching it for fucking two hours, you're like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> Shoot something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I could imagine just sitting there in a conference room and you know Master Chief's just breaking down the whole narrative. <laughs> like this is the Halo rings. This is the Covenant. Oh yeah, and there's the thing called the Flood. Yeah. So uh, it's Halo seems like the I don't know. I want to say worst possible outcome in terms of these uh, adaptations in the modern era. Yeah, the modern era. Because I I, so. I'm hopeful for Last of Us. Last of Us looks good. Yeah, I'm hopeful for it. But then again, Halo, it's a franchise that definitely Microsoft had some, you know, this is how you're supposed to do it or some sort of creative energy they put into it. Yeah. Last of Us for sure with Sony. But there, there's always that chance that it would fall into that. I mean, yeah, that question of what if it sucks is always there. It's <laughs> always going to be there. Like, it's funny, like one of, the, one of our, like go-to movies is fanboys right and they spend this whole movie trying to see um trying to get their friend who's terminally ill to watch uh phantom menace 
and knowing what we know now, the way the movie ends is fucking hilarious because like the last scene is there, the whole crew is at the um, the theater. It boom, the title's about to roll, the scroll, and everything, and then the last thing they say is, "What if it sucks?" Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it ends. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, what if it sucks? It's something that should be taken with all of these adaptations because just knowing the history of it but also the easy pitfalls mm-hmm. they can go into in terms of storytelling. Yeah, so that's where that's where like the converse, the conversation I had started or the topic I had mentioned about they have to figure it out because you can't have try to make a carbon copy of the video game. Yeah. There has to be some modification and that's where I think Halo the TV show did pretty good. You know like they removed this helmet, they did all the stuff. I don't want to like spoil it for you just in case on the off chance one day you decide, hey, let's watch this. Um, but there's still like ele- it's the, the main factors, the main elements of what makes Halo is there. Right. You know, all the other stuff they had to, you know, take some creative freedoms, which is I feel like I agree. You have to k- take some creative freedoms in adapting video games onto you know the big screen or the small screen, but they have to make sense. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. it's 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 difficult mm-hmm. because on the one hand, it's exciting time, especially for people who played the games to watch them on the big screen, but on the other hand, it, it must be crushing to see Halo, uh, take that route where yeah. not only is it well like the the helmet I can go without without yeah. right it's not something not only you brought it up multiple times that it's not something that's set in stone yeah and it's something that has to give with the narrative right yeah. it, you cannot have not without his helmet to say this is not the Mandalorian right it's some stuff like that uh, but on the other hand there are weird moments that they take like I think there's spoilers but I think there's one where he like has virtual sex. Or something, or yeah. in his mind, or something. And no, that's... well, he actually has sex. Oh, he actually has sex. Yeah. Okay, yeah. See, that's just a weird thing in Halo. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's necessary. Like, yeah, it, it's human. Like the whole thing it's was a that human thing. They I have thought. no. It's because like he, they have a an implant mm-hmm. that suppresses their um, their feelings. Mm-hmm. So he removes it mm-hmm. as in like they implant it when he's a kid. So and then as an adult, when he touches the Halo thing, it like wakes him up or some shit. I don't uh-huh. know what happens. But he removes it. And then, like, the, the feelings start... And he gets immediately horny. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't you? If you spent, you know, 30 oh. years of your whole life without an erection, okay. and all of a sudden, boom, there you go. Okay, no. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a barn animal, all right? I'm not like... Well, but second of all... But you got urges. Right, right true. Like, I, I'd want to eat something, you know? First right, <laughs> Something that I haven't experienced. Like, ice cream gives me a fairly orgasmic experience. Yeah. But just, just the idea, like, oh, the chip's gone. Oh, I want to bang something. <laughs> well it's like yeah it it feels fabricated plot yeah without a doubt right? it's it's something that we're unless it's like god of war mm-hmm. or, oh, no <laughs> you oh kratos has an implant by the okay no no, no, it, no, it's, no. It's, remember it's the a first curse. in the first three uh-huh he actually fucks yeah. like some of the girls oh, yeah so oh, that's yeah. what i'm saying if it's actually part of the game <laughs> then it makes sense but, like, in Halo, I don't ever, like, I've only ever really played the first ones, but I don't ever remember anybody uh-huh. ever talking about, like, there being a sex scene in Halo. No, not at all. Other than the sexual tension with Cortana. Yeah. Then, yeah, I don't, and there, there is not a whole <laughs> so, so what if, so what if that, they do a God of War where he doesn't bang? I mean, they did it in the last game. So. Right, oh, well, in the last game, but, like, an origin. An origin. Him, yeah, of him, of him, like, Greek mythology. Because they, they have to draw from that. Yeah. Right? Or at least... Uh, they have to start there to some degree. So what if he just doesn't bang? 
He, he's I abstinent. Mean, if he, I mean, if he doesn't bang, if they don't show it, it's always going to be implied. Mm-hmm. Or mostly they don't at all. Like say, because in Halo, there's all there's banging. Yeah. But it, so that's weird. So when it comes to God of War, what if there's none at all? Not even implied. Not even the white skin mm-hmm. of his of his daughter and, and well, wife. Yeah, that <laughs> sure, but after that. You after know, that, because sure, he has as long a, he has as it's gruesome as fuck, gruesome. That that's uh, no banging. No, nope. I mean it's not it's not something that's essential to the character mm-hmm. because all in in those when you bang like I think it was like a, it was like a mini game. It was like a, yeah, a little <laughs> mini game to get red orbs, essentially like to for you to level up. Right, right. You know, so it wasn't like something so essential to the game that. It had to be in there, so I wouldn't really care. Okay, that, that's, I mean, I would be disappointed if, if we didn't see some titties. But come on. <laughs> okay, how about Killzone? Okay, did they, they make a team show? No, they bang someone. Someone gets banged in Killzone. I mean, it's war. You gotta. Oh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to like. You're presenting scenarios that have flaws in them, man. Come on. <laughs> well, okay, Killzone obviously banging. Okay, it wasn't a main point. Mm. But what if they included that? Would that be detaching from the narrative? No, but Killzone, it's a, no, you're right. See, but I'm saying it's war. It's a no, war no, no, Well, just that uh, the characters are, aren't that impressionable from like Master Chief, yeah. who's had decades of games yeah. that he's been abstinent yeah. <laughs> from. So, yeah, 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 I get it. So it, it, there are, like you said, the creative freedoms. Yeah. And that one for sure, it felt like it was manufactured only for that sole point. Yeah. And I hope that, again, that's another avenue I hope that they don't fall into. Yeah. The one avenue of getting bogged down in world building, but also uh, the creative freedom that doesn't me- blend well with the narrative. It can be, I, like, I don't care. Creative freedom, go for it. Yeah. But if it's something that feels like it bogs down the narrative, like you said, the the, the sex chip that he took out of his head just doesn't... <laughs> sex chip. It <laughs> doesn't feel like it's like, okay, sure. All right, you found your humanity, but did you really need that chip? You you could actually see, you know, he killed people. He, like, like I watched the first episode because yeah. it was free, yeah. and uh, the spoilers: the Covenant wipe out a, a whole colony full of a room full of people, and there's just corpses in there. So you you're telling me that you have to make a chip to affect his emotions, and or just have him open the door and see the rotting corpses of children and women and men. That that should affect him instead. You know, just the the limit of how much. You can take, yeah. In terms of you know your PTSD kicks in, yeah. You know I mean, I feel like that's more organic than oh, here's a chip. Oh, I want to bang now. <laughs> well, the the chip was that was the purpose, right? Because like, that, that's you, it. Well, to create the super a super soldier, like right. the, the best super soldier, right? They can't be you know have remorse about killing children if they have but, to. But, they can't have like these basic you know feelings that you know a normal soldier comes back you know. Filled with regret or filled with PTSD or whatever it is that because of the horrific shit that they did, it just so happened that it also made his dick limp. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) see, I don't think you need that if you have people who are children indoctrinated into this belief. I mean, you've had that. We can see it in real life. Yeah, the kids will feel no remorse if they're given they're they're in that environment. But so so Spartans who are literally indoctrinated when they're ten or five. To know no remorse, no mercy, like just killing uh, is much more deeper rooted within their psychological psyche yeah. than in having a physical chip. You know, I'm saying that uh, they, they can ha- still have that remorse, yeah. right? That, that non-human feeling, but there's a limit. Mm-hmm. And knowing their training, it could be more, more they're more, they're more resilient to that, mm-hmm. but it has to give at some point. And you can, that 
is more uh, fruitful with the narrative, more organic than having a physical chip, uh, a plot point in his neck saying yeah. this is what's stopping him from emotion. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it, they kind of like, um, fuck, what's the blonde doctor, the scientist uh, who created? Uh, Halsey. Halsey, yeah. Halsey. She kind of like, it was explaining to him in the, like the second or third uh, to the last episode that the super soldier program was something that they've been doing for like years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And they came to the conclusion that to have like the most effective uh, soldier is that they had to figure out a way to repress all those like internal feelings that they have. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Because, like, but hold on. But is uh-huh. it though? Because like uh-huh. the advancements of like studying the, the effects our brain has, hasn't really, that's only been recently. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't like go around and and mentally evaluate like child soldiers. I'm sure they're fucking gripped with trauma and, and they're regret and PTSD in their in their own way. Mm-hmm. They're just ruthless killing machines that were indoctrinated at an extremely young age. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that they don't like feel bad about it and stuff like that. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean it's uh, the if you if the whole premise of of him being essentially a child soldier and mm-hmm. but not only just a child soldier, a soldier who's been bred to be that yeah it uh, feels like he has more of the mental strength given his training mm-hmm. but like you said the, there's a basin of emotion that's bubbling up yeah right but to but and that to have that organically developed throughout the, the campaign makes more sense narrative to me mm-hmm. just that how they develop as characters right like yeah. just think of finn from star wars right he sees his friend get gunned down and that's disillusions him yeah. Right. And in the Halo games, Cortana, you know, gets kidnapped or I think he, she gets uh, spirited away or something. And the UNSC doesn't want to do anything about it. So yeah. that's what disillusions Master Chief to go on his own and go AWOL. Mm-hmm. So th- there's, there doesn't have to be a physical chip, but just that there's a limit to human capacity. Yeah. But I feel you know like what, I mean? what they were trying to do is that so that they don't have a limit. Mm. So that you're going to have like the perfect soldier in perpetuity. See, I, I, I've seen that before too, without needing a necessary chip. I mean, they're the the, the <laughs> meth. Well, not just meth, but chocolate the, meth. Well, that's it. But the, just how far humanity will go to brutally murder other people. Yeah. And there's like just thinking now, now comparing the two, but just the SS. Yeah. Who would be that monstrous without a second thought? Yeah, I mean, like there's obviously that that saying that they were just following orders, but at right. some point. Your humanity has to take over right. and inter- intervene, or like with with like you know genocide. Right, right. So if you want to make Doctor Halsey more manipulative, use his uh, his need of camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in the same foxhole, mm-hmm. and to get out of that foxhole, you'll be shamed for it. Yeah. Right. So that that could be something that he suppresses his emotion because of his squad members yeah. around him. Right. It, or just the, the again with the basin of emotion bubbling forth. Like you don't. I, I haven't seen it, but <laughs> the, just the just the plot point of a chip feels inorganic. You know what I mean? It, it feels you'd ra- I'd rather have them Master Chief bond with his squad mates. That one reason he stays in the service, or another where his training is that the, these are scum. These are yeah. people that we're killing. These are these are people against the UNSC. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that that does do a borderline of him being SS level yeah. of emotion. Well, I mean, the way you're painting it, it is making it seem like it's you know as ruthless as you could possibly get. Exactly, and that's I I could see now that the chip 
Uh, it's not their fault. It's yeah. the chip's fault. <laughs> right. It, it, it's something to give them leeway. Like, oh, all the children they killed. It's the chip's fault, dude. Yeah. It's not. So it's it redeems them to some degree. But did you really need to redeem Master Chief or any of the other Spartans because of Dr. Halsey literally kidnapping them as children, yeah. indoctrinating them into UNSC and military and pumping them full of chemicals to buff them up to be able to hold Steroids. in the armor yeah i mean so it's trying to remember if there was like another version for that that implant that they had mm-hmm. like if it, it also like stimulated the nervous system or something like if they were knocked out it could like be used as a mm-hmm. maybe the suit did that not the chip i don't know <laughs> but it, it felt like that's what the the whole catalyst of him uh developing these thoughts and emotions was he had to first remove the chip the, yeah not, it wasn't a chip it was like a, it was an implant i mean like same with the the, the clone troopers yeah the, each of the, all of the clone troopers had an inhibitor chip that prevented them from uh, actually order 66 that mm-hmm. was the thing that triggered them into killing everything and being unremorseful and stuff like that yeah. and the only reason for that is, is just to save their character oh this is a good character he killed all those children though but it's because of the chip. Yeah. But that's a cartoon. Yeah. And that you need those redeemable qualities. This is a live action version of Halo. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, it doesn't mesh well. I'm sorry. The same I mean, way. It's, it's, I mean, like, adaptations. I no, no, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a weird. Like we said, the adaptation. Like I'm, I'm 100 for some creative freedom. Just that it makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And from what you're telling me, it's getting Doesn't worse and worse. <laughs> because I, I played all the Halos, yeah. save for ha- uh, Halo Wars 2. And uh, Halsey does get tried for, for war crimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it has nothing to do with a chip. It's just that he she literally kidnapped children, cloned yeah. them. That was also part of it. Indoctrinated, right. But that, that was the whole... It wasn't some plot device. It literally, she, she did the m- most inhuman things for... For the for some for the survival of the species, yeah, right. So it's it does go it goes down to like like we experimented on these people and they're horrific, but they brought the cure for cancer. I mean, right? it's like it's, the, it's the dirty side of science. Right? Yeah, there is a lot of like medical practices and uh, advancements in especially medical science. Today, thanks in part because of the horrific shit, the experiments and stuff like that, that that not only the Nazi scientists, but the Japanese scientists were portraying, um, the fuck's the word? Experimenting on? Experimenting on their, you know, prisoners. Right. Right, and having fucked, that, having fucked up shit. Oh yeah, I forgot the unit for the Japanese army, but it was, seven three one. It was some, but like it was the most horrific unit, right? Yeah. I mean, just even just the rape it, of Nanking. It was, King. It was crazy. Well, I don't want to say it was like it's funny. No, but it's not. It's not yeah. funny at all. Yeah, like the Japanese did some stuff that even the Nazis were like, whoa, <laughs> tone it down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have the Nazis telling you like, whoa, that's not too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's uh, granted now that I that I bring it out all it's it would make the Halo narrative so much different mm-hmm. because at the end of the day the UNSC are fascists yeah right so to paint those people as good guys it, it's difficult not to uh, make the you know Master Chief a collaborator yeah uh, of of it all and of the Spartan so may, maybe <laughs> it's the franchise isn't as easily transferable you know. It just I feel like it it could be. 
It's just they're overcomplicating it with like pointless narratives and pointless mm. more drama and all this crazy shit. Just like I, like you said, you have high hopes for The Last of Us, right? On yeah. HBO Max. And it by all intents and purposes, they it, it sounded like Sony wanted the, the actors and, and everybody involved to have no idea about yeah. the video game. Yeah. Which is a bold move. Yeah. Cause at least you would want yourself you want to like familiarize yourself with it a little bit, you know? Right. Right. And but to say don't play it at all. Yeah. It it's a bold move and it's an interesting move. Yeah, it's uh you you give a lot of trust to the director. Yeah. A lot of the creatives because again, you're right. It, it's it's something I honestly I believe that you don't have to, but it's it's good to have the you have tools to have access to that character that you're going to play why not take advantage of it yeah you know at least look at him or at least you know see the the character in action but uh to have them not have a reference point it's exciting creatively because they can take the character in directions that we won't expect yeah but also it's it's like you said a gamble because it does it has a lot of trust and trust in the industry is something that's not really uh a resource that's used a lot yeah a lot of backups and you know insurance policies yeah when uh whenever your budget you know is in the hundreds of millions if i don't even probably even in the hundreds of thousands the more people you have to answer to there's more people on set trying to justify their jobs so it makes it a lot difficult um if you're doing like these high big production uh, properties or productions to have a more of a creative freedom if you're the the director or the writer or stuff yeah. like that you know yeah yeah it's it's crazy I mean like Kevin Smith has it right on the dot you know but on the other side of things because there was also the aspect of pleasing the fan base <laughs> right and we just had this whole conversation about rabid fan bases and stuff <laughs> like that, so. um, but yeah Kevin Smith. Uh, I used to be a big fan of his. Not mm-hmm. gonna lie, uh, mm-hmm. it was like there was a period of time where I would listen to nearly almost all the podcasts he would do, but like watching movies and stuff like that. Not so much now. Kind of like toned back a bit. Yeah. Uh, but what he said, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Where he's he basically said that if you're trying to direct a Marvel or a Star Wars film. Uh, you're pretty much dumb yeah. <laughs> doing so. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it, it, he, he, he references the f- rabid fan base because he did the Masters of the Universe mm-hmm. and he got a lot of flack from that. Yeah. So uh, it, it's something that whoever has these properties, it's going to have some sort of creative v- vision of it. And to be able to you know, have that vision and have that creative freedom, it, it's difficult because you're not going to, there's always going to be an offset of fans are not going to be too happy of like oh why this happen or yeah. why is it not like this exactly like halo as much as we crap on halo uh it, it's like the video game mm-hmm. and people still had issues with that being exactly like from the video game yeah it, it it yeah it's something that like everybody should go in whoever takes a job at like you know doing a property that's so massive and beloved be it star wars marvel property or dc property you have to go in with the understanding that there's people going to be pissed at you yeah. no matter what. And um, this is something that was like, I was really like frustrated with uh, recently with um, the Lord of the, the Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. Where there was a lot of like, obviously it's essentializing it to, to the point where it's in everybody's faces of the fan reaction, the quote, the racist fan reactions, all this stuff, the hatred and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like 
if you just go in and accept that that's going to happen, I'm pretty sure you're going to be a lot happier. Yeah. (laughs) Even with Star Wars, with uh, Reva. Yeah. There's a care package. I want to say it's a care package. Like, okay, you're going to hit, you're going to get racist feedback or uh, pushback from it. It doesn't mean that's the whole fan base, but you're going to get it. Yeah. And just the fact that, that they have to prep their actors for that. It says a lot about what the industry, or at least the the franchise that they're going into. Yeah, I don't see that with Fast and Furious. Like, okay, by the way, uh, <laughs> you know, they, there's not a lot of characters like you here. They're gonna get you're gonna get pushed back from it. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like it's obviously horrific and sad and terrible that it happens. You know that the fan base is reacting that way, but you know upping the the victimhood playing the victim the victimhood up you know playing it up so much where you're you know they're writing stories about it and all that shit like this isn't doing anybody any help mm-hmm. no there, nobody's gonna change what are you gonna you think you're gonna like just because somebody writes an article about how bad they are they're gonna change <laughs> no just fucking all right accept it fucking ignore it move on yeah it's uh, don't let other people dictate where you want to take your property crazy exactly so it's something that uh uh, sure. And at the end of the day, uh, there are fake characters. Yeah. I mean, I know it, it sucks to hear that, and I, I guess. Yeah. But the characters are fiction, mm-hmm. and as long as they uh, abide by the spirit of the character, yeah. Uh, and I'm all for it, right? You don't have Superman. It could be any kind of Superman, but him just killing people. It's probably the bar. I, I, that's a line I draw on. Same with Batman to some degree. Yeah. Right. Batman. It could be any kind of Batman, but if he does something that Batman wouldn't do, the character, mm-hmm. um, I draw the line. Yeah. I mean, it, like you said, don't let um, the fan base di- dictate where you want to take the characters creatively. But you know, some criticism is valid. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's some criticism, especially when it comes to uh, clarity, mm-hmm. right? Especially, I, I'm sure in Halo, they had some sort of clarity in terms of that sex chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, <laughs> sex chip. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it just, it, it helps the perspective that if this person is not getting it, then definitely a lot of people and even just the general audience probably might not get it. Yeah. Yeah. So something that logistics and the infrastructure, I definitely could see how uh, focus groups could help. But on everything else, I feel like they they can they don't know what the hell they're talking about most of the time. No, especially in the creative. Yeah, there it's like I said, just people trying to justify their jobs. Yeah, there's this clip that we, there was we I don't remember the class. It was Sheppel's class, uh-huh. and uh, I think it was like business and telecoms or film or TV, and uh, he showed us a clip. He's an executive for some cartoon um, firm in Canada, which yeah. is it's pretty big already. So uh, he showed us a Simpson clip. Which showed uh, itchy and scratchy focus group. Yeah, and if if y'all want to look at it, it's, it just sums up our point beautifully because it, he the executive's like, you want a whimsical story that's grounded, yeah. and you want a space fantasy that's also has emotional stakes, and then and the kids are like, yeah, we want all of that. It's like, what did that doesn't make any sense? <laughs> and then the exec behind the the the, the, the two way the double sided yeah. glass, like, you guys are dumb. Tell us what you want. <laughs> so, so, so that that's exactly everything yeah as much as we want to say oh we know this fandom we know where it's going uh it it might not blend well as much as we think it will no i mean it's it's like it's a shot you know you can't you're not guaranteed success at anything you do yeah you know um it's just part of life it's part of the world the world isn't fair you know whatever it is you're going to do it's going to have some rightfully deserved criticism and it's going to have some horrific shit that it's going to make you 
want to crawl under your bed and not go outside. But that's what it. That's that's the price. That's the cost. Yeah, and that, that's the gamble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a couple more stories here to finish off. <laughs> Christian Bell. Christian this? Bale, I love the, the the rabbit hole that he's going under. He's just like a good old like a troll, right? Yeah, just trolling yeah, everybody. Yeah. They asked him if he would ever want to join the Star Wars universe at any role, and he said one. And it was the from A New Hope, right? It was the one where uh, famous scene, the stormtrooper who hits his head on the door. Right. <laughs> he said he wants to play that character or be that kind of character yeah. or something like. Yeah, it's uh, dude, go for it. Yeah, yeah go for it. I, mean, I, I love Christian Bale in that. I don't know why why it hasn't happened yet because like whenever they were filming in the 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 final three movies in the Skywalker saga. You heard like a whole bunch of famous people being stormtroopers and stuff like that. So I guess did you oh, miss your that? Yeah. Be main character. <laughs> be a, be, be, yeah. be a more a Sith Lord. Right. Oh hell yeah. Well, be something more within that entry. I feel like Christian Bale at this point, a fantastic actor. He knows his merit in the industry. He can mm-hmm. just mess around now. Like yeah. we have those uh, veteran actors, and like Robert Redford was in a Marvel film. Like who would have th- he reprised his role yeah. for Endgame? Uh, no, Infinity War. You was it Endgame or Infinity? No, Endgame. Endgame? Okay. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it was Endgame. It was Endgame? Okay, yeah. so he reprised himself in the Marvel film. And it's just... And then Anthony Hopkins in a Transformers film, you know? <laughs> so Christian Bale, he was in Thor recently as as Gore the God Butcher. And he, he did it because his kids wanted him to be in it. Yeah. Right? And just he, he had fun with it. So why not just be in Star Wars and just have fun with it? Yeah, I mean, like, there's obviously that... that that um a point in the career especially with like the classically trained actors like you <laughs> mentioned or robert Redford or anthony hopkins where they get to a point where they just want to have fun yeah but they're generally like 60 plus yeah like how old is robert Redford in his 80s how old is anthony hopkins oh, yeah. probably his oh, 80s yeah. as well uh, christian bell is still in what his 50s yeah i mean, I, I feel like he's reached well, i mean do you feel like he's reached that point where he's like robert Redford kind of level of acting like he his, he warps his body for the roles he's in. I mean, yeah, you can't like if if anything, you can't really you know deny the sheer devotion that Christian Bale has for the medium. Yeah, like you said, he literally you know, loses 40, 50 pounds, gains a hundred pounds, and he does crazy shits on the like the only I think eclipsed by Daniel Day Lewis. Mm. In a sense where, like, he lived as a cobbler for a year to prepare for a role. Or right. he's, he's, you know... He, he's yeah, and, <laughs> and those are high stressful... I would understand they're high stressful, high uh, mental uh, situations, right? Yeah. So just to be... Because uh, he, he has the chops and he knows he has the chops. Does he have an Oscar? Do you know? Uh, no idea. I don't follow. <laughs> don't follow. I want to say yes, maybe. Let me see if he has an award. Fuck. Let's see. Um, vamp. Come on, dude. Vamp. Christian Bale. You know, it's taking too much of this. Anyways. But if any, he, if he doesn't have one, he deserves one. Yeah. For sure. Without a doubt. There's there's a, a whole, like a crop of actors, actresses out there who, if they don't have uh, an, uh, an award, you know, the best acting award, they definitely need it. Yeah. They definitely deserve it. Yeah, and at this point, um, I I don't feel that he, he... I don't know if he cares. because he, Well, in terms of... I'm sure that it's a good challenge to have. 
But uh, did, when Leo did Leo get an Oscar? Yeah, I feel like after he reached that point, you're you're you've won in your career. He's only won the best supporting. He hasn't won best actor. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, he but he has an Oscar. Yeah. So I feel like that they're the wall that he he challenged himself to get. Is it, it's, it's, yeah, it's done. So now, what else is there to do with your millions of dollars? I mean, you could do like Tom Hardy. Did you see that he just showed up randomly to like a jujitsu? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love it. Even even Henry Cavill just yeah. making a PC. Yeah, I, he knows the warn of his character of who he is, and he doesn't need that. He doesn't have to push himself to the point because he knows he can. Yeah. So now he just has fun in the roles he's in. So having Christian Bale be in a Star Wars film because eh. Why not? I have an Oscar. Like, what, how, how can I get from dead below from here? Exactly. Oh. Yeah, that feels like that should be his um, his motto from here on out, right? Like, should I be in this? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? I have an Oscar. He has the goal that people who even deserve it don't have one. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. Um, man, this I don't know what to do about this, Alan Moore. <laughs> story you want to sum it up real quick so alan moore has basically been saying that this infatuation that the, today's culture seems to have with um comics comic books in general is heading us towards fascism mm. um i think it might be a little bit of a stretch there. a little bit of a stretch yeah um yeah, uh, as like, we had the discussion before, and yeah. it ran for a, a long time. <laughs> but like 40 minutes. 40 minutes, but... Uh, Could have helped us reach our two-hour goal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, it, it's... I, I see where he's coming from, first of all. Yeah, he makes sense on some points. I'm not... No, 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 I'm not... Yeah, I'm not, not criticizing yeah, that, that you're wrong or anything like that. But to uh, compare something to something as heavy as fascism, that is essentially comics, Mm -hmm. it's a little uh, heavy Mm -hmm. to drop that. Because it's, again, it's comics, and I I can't see the direction he's going with. Uh, Comics have have famously have a status quo, especially Marvel and DC. And it's always going back to that status quo because of marketing. Yeah. Right? Because you have to. You you can't have a comic where Superman uh, doesn't start again. You always have to kind of restart his narrative to some extent. Yeah, there's always going to be the... Or even like, Batman, right? You have a new year, a new version. That is that is creatively that new people can come in and like, oh, this is Batman. Yeah, right? that's, that's Not something... Not be alienated about that, it. Yeah, every every comic book character has like that that point of reset. Right. Where the new, somebody who else is writing them has an opportunity to tell, you know, stories in their own way. Yeah, so I can see the direction he's going with when it comes to uh, going back to something as fine, like, oh, remember when Batman was a white character or something like that. <laughs> uh, but to say that it's fascism feels like it's it's a 80s mom saying D&D is going to bring the devil. Yeah, rock and roll. Rock and roll. I mean, pick one. <laughs> Comic yeah. books, you know, it's going to make, it's going to be, it's a Satan worshiping kind of thing. And it feels like that kind of deal with what he said. Yeah, there's definitely been this um, dilution, dilution, you know, mm-hmm. words being diluted. Yeah. yeah. You know, to a, to a point where they no longer mean or represent the severity that they once did. They're that. Like, Fascism, like I've been, I've been watching a lot of uh, early twentieth century documentaries, and you know, you want to talk about the time of fascism? Oof. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got a Mussolini, fucking Hitler, obviously the big one. Right. But if you want to equate like whatever's going on in the comics book now as like the early onset for fascism, I feel like you're a little bit out of the loop. Uh, I, I want to say out of the loop, but just um, a, a, not a doomsayer, but it, it's it's a it's a stretch. Yeah. Right. Like like I said with the like D and D and then demons like. Wh- like I'm gonna start killing goats and yeah. drinking their blood, so it's 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 a it's a it's an old wives' tale kind of '80s '20s stretch. You know what I mean? It's this is just because comics. You're not gonna be a fascist. Same with Star Wars. I like the Empire. Yeah, that's not gonna make me a fascist. Then there might be something mentally wrong with me if I, I equate Star Wars with actual fascism and then become a Nazi. Yeah, you know and stuff like that. Yeah, it's 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 just like. I feel like I read this um, this article. I don't exact. I not exactly. I have no idea what the fuck it was about. Um, <laughs> it was maybe like five or six years ago about Alan Moore, and he was ranting and raving about craziness. And I was just like, is he starting to slide into that insanity loop of of something where you you know like my my whole big issue is with when people are so ideologically driven, they tend to have blinders and they don't see you know they only see what they want to see. And everything else is, you know, you see something you don't like that's outside of, of what you agree with. Boom, fascism. Boom, mm-hmm. racism. Boom, whatever. And I feel like that's where Alan Moore has gone now. Where he sees the world in black and white where it's not necess- where it's more gray. It's more gray. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I could see that. I, I, I mean, I'm just more hooked up on just using fascism so willingly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, I, that's, that's part of it as well. Right. You know, you're... You've, you everything you're you're you know the circle jerk of ideas within your mind becomes so diluted that you know extreme words like fascism and racism and all this crazy stuff just becomes so diluted that they get thrown thrown uh, yeah that's a good point thrown about you know? that's a good point but also I mean Alan Moore I feel like is very philosophical yes mm-hmm. but also he 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 thinks ahead of it. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I, I, we both love Alan Moore, mm-hmm. and there are uh, there are instances where I, I do agree with him completely. Yeah. Like, especially when it came to making adaptations of comic books that he wanted, he like he didn't want that, and they made it anyway. Yeah. Like that's some sort of bullcrappery to be able to take a creative and take it without his consent, right? But yeah. uh, when it, when it comes to that, I I I can't see where it could have fascistic tendencies, right? Mm-hmm. Like especially, I don't know. Uh, but uh, like when Mein Kampf was made, yeah, and when people were reading that book a lot, uh, the next step is this radicalization with those beliefs. Yeah, but like what happened in Nazi right. Germany, there was so many elements. You know, exactly. it just wasn't one some crazy motherfucker with uh, an insane message. You know, like the you had to look at the social, the social economic climate, climate, uh, the state of the, the nation. Exactly. So that's the stretch I'm saying with yeah. him. Right, if you have comics and you like, there's sure there's a status quo to it, but to equate that to fascism is it, it's that stretch with it. Everything else, I feel he has points for. Yeah. Because well, first of all, it, it he says that comics hasn't changed. He's completely correct. That's true. Right. It, there's a, it, like you said, it's with it's ingrained in the marketing itself. Yeah. Whether or not that equates to fascism, so we'll see in the, down the line where in the, in the <laughs> near future, in twenty or twenty five years or fifty years or so on. 
but I, I can see the direction he's in, but I can also see, like you said, the social economic climate, the state of the nation. Uh, I, I mean, think we are teetering on the, <laughs> the nuclear war. The nuclear war. <laughs> but we, our opinions matter more than that, being yeah. Americans, yeah. right? Uh, we would rather argue about something as uh, as useless as uh, the, the right lane in the freeway. Yeah. Right? Cutting someone off. Why would you wait, want to wait, kill someone? Wait, wait. wait. Oh. All right. If you drive below the speed limit on the left lane, you should burn in hell. Exactly. Right? That's yeah, yeah. plain you're, you're a Satanist and you should just burn. With no, all not even it. a Satanist because some Satanists have some good ideas. <laughs> I'm just saying you should be chemically castrated and you should be pulled out of the gene pool. Because <laughs> the gene, your gene pool card is revoked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you have been proven useless in the most basic... <laughs> well, it was that, that exactly. <laughs> I forgot my point. Yeah. But uh, to, to say something that's fascism um, is, is forward-thinking, sure. But it's something that... Uh, maybe that's too long of a stretch because you're missing the the finer points, like you said, of the, yeah. of the economic climate of the nation and stuff like that. Yeah, there's like we both seen and love uh, how to be a tyrant, mm-hmm. and it focuses on you the know, show, the, not the yeah, yeah not, the, not being a tyrant. <laughs> although given the opportunity, <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. If we had Zeslav, 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 oh Zeslav, right. powers, how would we execute them? Uh, but yeah, it's um. There's a there's literally like a recipe of how the, these horrific monsters of the 20th century came to power. Right, and it was all you know they offered a a broken population an alternative to you know heading down doom. Right, and inevitably spilled doom in another way. But hey, you know, <laughs> 2020, right? Yeah, <laughs> hindsight. Yeah. yeah. So exactly when when he he does make his points, mm-hmm. uh, but the the outcome of the points of fascism, uh, sure, I can I can see that. Why not? But does okay. So he makes his mm-hmm. points, right? Yeah. However solid those may be, are those diluted or those like immediately um, you know, thrown out because he did make this insane stretch about comics equal fascism? Uh, I. I think the stretch is with that. Yeah. Everything else I don't feel like is diluted. No. Uh, b- because he compares it with the comics with comics. Yeah. He doesn't compare it to anything else other than the fascism part. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I feel like and being a, him being a veteran and within the comic industry and him having those, the insight of it, uh, he does bring up a majority of good points in terms yeah. of it being like infantile, like just thinking about the fan base. Like we've had two articles where the fan or people are afraid to go into this creative arena because the fan base will tear them apart. Yeah. Right. And they're, but uh, to kind of jump the gun <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to fascism is one of those. Uh, like, well, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, and it also came out that he officially retired. Yeah. From the comic book industry, and he cited a whole bunch of uh, reasons why. But yeah, it's it's Alan Moore has written three of you know the seminal graphic novels ever you know right. sandman a watchman and v for vendetta yeah three very dark very dystopian very of its time yeah uh, stories that you know resonate now yeah. you know and these were written th- thir- 40 30 years ago the 80s 30 yeah right no, around that now, time yeah i mean they still Right, the Reagan Vietnam era. Yeah. Right. So they, they still make points now and seeing his opinions now and seeing his creative past, it makes it makes perfect sense yeah. that he questions uh the, the higher ups 
mm-hmm. above anything else. But now that he's out the door, it's uh, good for him. Yeah, good yeah. for him. That <laughs> I've seen him like Alan Moore, obviously like memes and stuff like that of Alan Moore, and they call him a, a wizard because an angry had, wizard, an angry <laughs> wizard. There you go. <laughs> he's got the big long bushy beard and yeah. the long hair. Yeah, exactly. And something as restrictive as I would love to see him in the indie field. Because as something as restrictive as DC and Marvel, the big two, I don't see anyone uh, taking that uh, their characters above what they have, the status mm-hmm. quo of it all. Because like, at the end of the day, you always have to tie back to a past character or do justice to another character in the past and have some, some sort of change within itself. And it's, it's very redundant. Yeah. And I, I do see a lot of people from comics going from, they start in the big two, DC or Marvel, and then they get disenfranchised and go to the indie field. Didn't it happen with um, Robert Kirkman? Walking Dead? Uh, right, he was I like so disenfranchised with uh, Marvel and DC that he decided I, to... I, I'm not sure, but I, I'd believe it. Yeah, yeah because like Walking Dead is probably like, is it the last like indie not mm-hmm. coming from the big two comics out there? Yeah. Like the yeah, last I mean, big one? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, especially with the TV show. Yeah. yeah, which is finally coming to an end. It's not. There's it's not. There's spinoffs. Oh, well, I mean, oh, like the, oh, I mean, the, the, Walking, the Walking Dead, Dead itself. Yeah. Uh, if you count spinoffs, not dying. Because there's two more, right? Uh, in terms of Fear the Walking Fear the Walking Dead, Dead Daryl Dixon, yeah. another show so that has been spun off, and there's another one, Tales Coming. from Tales the Walking Dead. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel like that show could have ended easily ten years ago. Something like that. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. like at some point, it does. No, it's no longer about the zombies. Yeah, I mean, it, ne- it never was about the zombies. But it, but I feel like no, like yeah, it was never was about the zombies. But like the zombies, like the whole thing was they were having like these human drama scenarios and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. While there was a zombie apocalypse, yeah. and now it's just the zombie apocalypse is like. Oh, there's a zombie. Who cares? Like now. Yeah, it's more like a, a storm. Yeah. Like rain. It's raining. There's zombies <laughs> or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's finish with uh, two trailers that came out since we last did a uh, pop salsa. The first one, Mario, Super Mario Bros. Or what Super you... Mario? Is it Super Mario Brothers? Is it Super Mario? Oh, the Super Mario. The movie. The, yeah, right? the movie. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Was it last year? Right. You're over here doing your Marcus Aurelius. (laughs) 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 Down, thumbs down. Um, Yeah, when they announced Chris Pat as the voice of Mario last year or early this year? I think early this year. It's shocking that they already have a a trailer. A trailer. (laughs) So they dropped the trailer last week and I did not pay attention to the buzz online. Mm -hmm. Did you? Uh, no, not, no yeah. not until I saw it. Until you saw it? Yeah, not until I saw it. Yeah, I saw some like thumbnails of people's, you know, their stupid reaction videos that they do. <laughs> and it's like Mario ruined and like I didn't even bother clicking on it. Like, But <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I, I love Jack Black as Bowser. Yeah, I, I, I which was, surprised you. I was surprised because yeah. Jack Black is Jack Black. Right, you can tell it's Jack Black when you hear Jack Black. I'm saying Jack Black a lot. Yeah. But you can like Kung JB. Fu Panda. Jables. Yeah. If Jack Jables. Kung, if Jables. <laughs> and then yeah, Kung Fu Panda, you can hear him yelling in your head, even Jumanji. Mm-hmm. But when it saw Bowser, I was like, whoa, this guy's really intimidating. Like, wait, it's Jack Black? Yeah. What at what point did it click? Uh it didn't until it I read about it. Until you read about it. Until I read about it. It clicked when, it when clicked he screamed. 
when he was like laughing, like um, you know, like oh, the, the trailer opens up, right? Bowser's coming, and then like the penguins, right? And then like, this cute little penguins, and they start throwing fucking snowballs at him, and then it cuts like the smash cuts start happening, and he's laughing. That's when it's like, oh shit, that's Jack Black. Oh no, I did it. I was so just him. I was so into the scene because yeah. like the penguins were attacking. There's a lot. There's an army of Koopas. Yeah, I think right, Koopas, the, Koopa the turtles. Time. Yeah, because right, yeah, he's the Koopa King. Okay, yeah, the Koopas. And then just him, they're all throwing, like, do you surrender? And it's like, no. And I was like, what the? And then I was into the role, and then I read it in online that it was Jack Black, and I was surprised. Yeah. No, yeah, I was surprised. I didn't I didn't hear that Jack Black was going to play Bowser, but I was surprised. I didn't surprised. hear anyone either, other than Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Um, she's been blowing up recently. Anna Taylor-Joy, I think mm-hmm. that's her name. Mm-hmm. She's Pr- Princess Peach. Oh, that's exciting. Charlie Day is Luigi. Charlie, watch Charlie Day do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Speaking of Mario. I know. don't... See, like, there was a, this big reaction of when Chris Pratt was first announced to play Mario where they were saying, oh, is he going to do the stereotypical Mario voice and all that shit? And then mm-hmm. he came out and was like, no, we're not going to do that. And right. now that the trailer dropped... Kind of misses, <laughs> kind of misses the stereotypical, yeah, thing. the stereotypical Mario voice. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't, I do miss it. Yeah, right. I, I do miss it. It's not like it's a deal breaker with me. I'm gonna watch it either way, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's it's kind of noticeable, especially someone as 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 prolific and iconic, the, iconic. Thank you, prolifically iconic. Yeah. Uh, as Mario, you hear it, right? You're yeah. like, Woo-hoo! You, know, you hear that in your in the back Woo-hoo! of your head. Yeah. yeah. It's um yeah it's gonna definitely gonna be a an adapting an uh, adapting period because yeah. like you said in every video game it's they've given them more dialogue as you know the years have progresses but it hasn't been you know something where it carries a movie right uh, but it's always been like with the that you know cartoony Italian stereotypical moral voice <laughs> so <laughs> it's a it's a, a fine line people forget yeah that it's mario is you know not all italians are plumbers no. right so it's 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 stereotypical yes mm. but uh it's it's so ingrained that it's hard not to hear it you know what i mean and it too there has to be a middle ground to it like sure you, you can have that kind of woohoo kind of dialogue within it yeah. but also bring it into more of a contemporary feel what i could imagine seeing is that if he's like fighting something or like climbing up because you know like you used to like be able to jump off the walls but you mm-hmm. like jump onto this wall and quickly and he would do like the noises yeah exactly what if he's doing it like that in the movie he's jumping and you hear like but it comes out as the stereotypical mario yeah voice. i mean <laughs> I, but even that that makes more sense than him having it at all yeah. Like having it throughout, yeah. like who's like who talks like this? Right? <laughs> but to have him be doing extracurricular stuff and you're like woohooing all around, yeah. then I get it. I yeah. can definitely see that coming out. Yeah, yeah. So um, I would like, I would love that. But again, I mean, voiceover, sure. Uh, again, it's a stereotypical Italian thing. Yeah, it it looks the movie looks like it's gonna look fantastic. Yeah, you know, because it, it's illumination. They do uh, minions. There's a reason why there's forty thousand of those movies out there. Uh, <laughs> The the Groove films as well. They did um the Grinch, the one that came out recently. Oh, the animated one. The animated right. one. They did that one. Uh so they have it down. The animation one hundred percent. It even looks like it looks cool. Yeah. It's just that whole how are the voices gonna be? How yeah, is it gonna look? It, it, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be 
difficult not difficult but it's going to be a change yeah. but we'll get over it I yeah. mean, it's something that I don't I can't see this movie like oh the voice wasn't right like okay <laughs> that's something sure maybe if there's a technical problem where there's no sync but it seems like it'll be a change but I'll get over it I hope people will get over it too okay so I guess we gonna we would have this conversation after the this movie comes out but like you compare it to Sonic, mm-hmm. which is actually working. Yeah. Where do you think this film can learn from it? From Sonic. From Sonic, yeah. Uh, is it I, listening I, to the fan base? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Listening to the fan base or just making, you know, make something creative. Yeah. Making something that, first of all, we haven't heard Sonic really talk a lot. But to have that character like that there, it seems to work. Yeah. And, and even in the Sonic lore... There are inklings, there are dollops of it there, right? Like him eating chi- uh, chili dogs and him falling and the rings making the sound. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, cut to the camera and do like a nod. Like, hey, this is from the game. Remember, guys? Like, yeah. You don't have to do that stuff. So when it comes to Mario, uh, the, the middle ground of it all. Like you said, him doing extracurricular stuff and he will when he fights Bowser. No, yeah. definitely. Then have that. Mm-hmm. Don't have it that is so detracting from the, you know, have the camera and he does the woohoo, like, ah, oh, he did the sound. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it, it's very, it's very uh, uh, insulting, to be honest, for us as players and moviegoers. Mm. I mean, to, to have a scene where it, it's a sly look, like, hey, look, hey, it's the thing you like, the right? Yeah, you have to love it now, right? Like, it's, it's insulting. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if it's like that bleeding, of course, it's gonna be it's gonna assault the fuck out of everybody. But I just feel like there really isn't is is Mario a strong enough character on the video game from a video game platform to support a movie? Yeah, See, I mean like, Sonic. Yeah, that's true. And in but, yeah, but Detective least, Pikachu. That's, that's again. That's true. <laughs> but at least with like Sonic and with Pikachu, there was like an overarching story. Ah. Uh-huh. With Paul, with uh, Mario, you have to rescue the princess, and when you get to the the, the castle, it's like not this castle, not to this another castle, castle, which I hope they reference. That'd I be mean, funny. Yeah. that'd be funny. If it's like, <laughs> not in this castle, and it's not destroyed because yeah. Bowser took her. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I it, I don't see him doing that. Sure, in mm-hmm. a traditional sense, but again, like you said, it's illumination. There's a lot of creative energy going into this film. They'll they'll find a way, and hopefully, they do take Sonic's route, where they take little inspirations from his story but bring it into a more contemporary feel about it yeah that'd be that'd be cool yeah I have high hopes for this I like to see the the hat that flies yeah that would that would be or the metal hat yeah invisible one yeah that'd be cool or even booze the booze yeah I want to see booze I want to see rocket rocket bills is that what they're called the guns the the bullets with the faces. Oh. Um, you know what I mean? Or yeah. The I know. Chompas. Yeah. I would love to see the, the Chompas. Chompa. I would love to see the the bullet bills, I think they're called. Uh, the the Hammer Bros in the clouds. Would you want to see him skating on a dead Koopa? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, would love to, I would love to see him mushroom. grab it and throw it. What about eating the mushroom? Me eating mushroom, yeah. That would be mm-hmm. cool. They are in um, the Mushroom, mushroom Kingdom. Kingdom, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's um, we also got a, a little bit of Toad as well yeah which like, freaked me out because yeah. he started screaming I was like <laughs> what the heck were you yelling for um, but anyways last the last trailer that came out that we're going to discuss is the the new the second the second yeah right the second trailer for 
Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It shows more of N- Namor, right. right? Is that how you say it? Namor. I always say Namor. Namor. But Is I, it pronounced Namor? I've heard people say Namor. No, it's Namor. Namor. Yeah, Namor. Yeah, Namor. Well, who kind of... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Namor, which they're kind of giving him in like a background, right? Right. Because in the comics, he was just like, ooh, a person of the sea, mysterious. Yes. But now they're kind of like linking him up with old Mesoamerican iconography. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, iconography. Like Aztec kind of. Yeah. Because uh, they reference Cuckoo Klan. Or Cuckoo Klan the serpent, which is the god. I've never heard of Cuckoo Klan. Well, <laughs> he's a, an Aztec god. Is he? I think, yeah, yeah. He's I've like a sea of, serpent thing yeah, well. of the wind. Yeah, so I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, and then we saw who was presumably Sh- Shiri, Shiri, yeah. Shiri in the Black Panther suit. Yeah, this spoil this is not spoiler. Well, it pretty much is. This trailer had so much that I'm like, God, why? And we saw Ironheart. As we saw well. Ironheart in her armor, her armor, and we saw uh, Shuri. I'm assuming we don't know yet, but it is I mean, probably it like it. probably. And uh, Shuri in the Black Panther suit, mm-hmm. and then uh, we saw Namor. Namor. Yeah, we didn't see a lot about Namor, which like we saw mm-hmm. the links, but we don't know really much more about it. Yeah, we saw there was some underwater stuff. There was some. At, is it Atlantic or no? Uh, Atlant- Atlant- Atlantis. Yeah. Still. Uh, yeah. The Atl- Atlantis. Atlantis yeah, Atlanteans like attacking an oil rig or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we saw the the oh the the water rising in Wakanda. Yeah, which is dope. Yeah, which is really, <laughs> it's uh, I forgot which event it was, but at some point Namor actually attacks uh, Wakanda, mm-hmm. and then and like in the comic he floods it, and yeah. it looks like they're they're doing it as well that he floods it. But for that, but isn't wasn't the Wakanda landlocked? Yeah, and that's so the power. That's <laughs> like coming through the pores yeah right like oh my god water is like that. yeah exactly yeah. it's uh it, it was closer to the coast mm-hmm. i think in the comic than it was but here it's like it's it's flowing everywhere and coming from everything yeah yeah interesting so i know you're trying to keep a media blackout on yeah and thanks it, Joel. No, just oh, excuse me we have a responsibility <laughs> uh, <laughs> for uh, black panther are you gonna watch it opening weekend uh yes you are. Did you yeah. have your tickets already? Yes. You do? Yeah, I was able to get that. Not Black Adam. I kind of fumbled the ball on that. Really? Yeah, I fumbled the balls. I'm watching it the day after. Which is Friday? Friday, yeah. Because we're going to record Saturday. on Saturday. Next Saturday. Or next Saturday. This coming Saturday. Next yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Not tomorrow. Yeah, next Saturday. Next Saturday. Yeah, for Black Adam. Yeah, for yeah. Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> just a quick reminder, but yeah. Yeah, we're, so we're going to have two um, pops. Um, no, we have pops. Pops also? Yeah, this is pops also. And we have hot takes next week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was confused by a little bit, uh, but yeah, I, I'm still kind of like on the fence about watching an opening day. I probably not. Maybe like a week or two later. So really, yeah, oh, huh. it's because I don't really have an interest. Yeah, oh, that's a shame. Is it? Yeah, for me. Well, I have no one to talk to about it. Oh, but also, um, uh, for me personally, yeah. right, just the direction it is. Right, like Namor, uh, just how are they going to do T'Challa justice? Yeah. Oh, uh, how is Ironheart going to be factored? Just. It's supposed. It's the last film in Phase Four, and Phase Four has been a little rocky. A little, but <laughs> this movie is supposed to uh, bring us back on track. It's supposed uh, to, right? It's supposed to, but that's what I said about other yeah. stuff. And uh, oh shit, we didn't talk about how fucking Disney pushed back all um, a bunch <laughs> of their um, their titles, right? Like uh, Blade still doesn't have a director, so they pushed it back a year. Yeah. 
Pretty much all of them a year, Which right? led the dominoes to push back, you know, Secret Wars and all the other movies that they were going to do. Yeah. Just because I feel like, is Blade going to be pivotal? It sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. It sounds like Why it. would you push everything back if, if for Blade? Exactly. That or they're learning their lesson from Black Widow. Right, they? push it back rather yeah. than you know keep. But it they pushed there. it back for so long. Yeah, Black Widow. Well, in terms of what is I going with that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in, in terms of uh, I guess giving it justice in some degree because I feel like they pushed Black Widow, but I don't think they changed really anything to mm-hmm. it or to make it kind of meld with what's going on. Yeah, because it feels like it's a a comma and the and one of the phases that ended a long time ago. So to try to recapture our our imagination to that phase is kind of pointless. So rather than do that, they pushed everything back to adjust. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's where I was going with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> it's just it's just weird, you know, to Blade think like why, huh? Blade being Blade being a pivotal moment in everything. You, you that, but it's just like has Marvel garnered like a bad reputation that we don't know about? What do you mean? Cause how come they can't find a director? Well, I feel like it's it's more of a uh, a creative thing, like with Edgar Wright. Yeah. See, again, when they when last week of a hot of Hop Salsa we did when the director left, it feels like it's pivotal because it, it's very handholdy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it seems like it's it's such a pivotal moment that there's so much money going into it that Marvel has more control, wants to be more of control. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't blend well with directors who want to have their creative freedom to it. Yeah. So they, like Edgar Wright, with that man, uh, with the quantum realm, uh, they, he left. Yeah. And then someone else had to pick up the slack. So I feel like it's the same way that Blade, for some unknown reason, is really pivotal to the whole Marvel structure that... There's a lot of execs and the studios is very controlling to it that it's buckling the creatives. But you don't think despite that, there would be like a whole bunch of directors chomping at the bit to be part of the MCU? Well, if it, that's, that's a quite great question. It's in terms of freedom. Yeah. If you sure you want to be part of this this film that will probably be a good boon to your career, mm-hmm. but you're, gonna have, you're not going to have any control. But there's like, just like there's those creatively driven uh, directors out there, there's also mm-hmm. industry out- directors. Mm-hmm. Pick a fucking industry director. Well, it, it, it feels like it's, they go in expecting it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a job thing that you go in, you have no freedom. Sure, you have fun, but you don't really want to dial it in. Yeah. Because the product will will measure that. Well, it's, uh, there's the interview with Mohamed Diab, one of the directors, the creators of uh, Moon Knight, the show. And uh, from what I understood, he said that Marvel will work with you, will work the hardest with you. But if you can't meld with their, if you can't, like there's obviously pushback and we, they can't blend, then they give you the opportunity to leave. They, they won't like force it upon you, but they'll give you, they'll work with you how much they want until if you can't do it, then you, you're more than welcome to go. The first guy that left, he left because of a scheduling conflict, right? Mm-hmm. As, or as long, or as far as we're being told. Yeah. But again, I just like, I feel like maybe there's something out there. Like, because mm. it's one thing, you know, having basically uh, being handheld the entire process and not really letting, letting, being let to do what all the creative freedom you have, right? That's mm. one thing. But there's another thing where it's like, it's still Marvel. You know, it's guaranteed eyes 
on your project? Yeah, it's it's whether or not you want to make money or do you want to have the the opportunity to express yourself creatively. And yeah. there are directors that do that that, that just want to have a, get a paycheck. But I feel like to be a director, especially deep within the industry, like to work for Marvel or DC, you have to have some sort of creative look to it, mm-hmm. right? Some sort of uh, some sort of theme that you have. So to be <coughs> sorry, excuse me, to be able to go into that and not dial it in, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because it's the job's there, but you're gonna have a lot of pressure, a lot of time that you'll probably have to shift other projects that you're probably working on. It's a commitment within itself. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, it's there's good. there is a possibility. Yeah, there might be something going on, but knowing Marvel's reputation and knowing that that this is for some reason a pivotal moment in the industry and their uh, their phases, it, there's a lot of control and directors they they need a battle. They want that control, and they can't live with it sometimes. With like Edgar Wright, yeah, or they, this director who left because of creative differences. Yeah, I mean, definitely there's those, Edward Wright obviously being uh, one of them who has a specific creativity and vision for all his films, um, which would make sense t- as to why he left Ant-Man way back in the way back. But um, yeah. it's just it's just confusing to me to think like there's so many directors out there who yeah. would kill for an opportunity Yeah, that Marvel's being so picky. Know, picky, you know, to the point where they're shifting their entire schedule that they literally announced a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's interesting to see where Blade's going to be because again, it's Blade and would have thought that would be something that would warrant a whole reshuffling of everything. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyways, that is our show for this week. Uh, I have been your host, like always, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy, Ernesto. Hey! Uh, This has been Pop Salsa. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For show updates, follow us on Subfleck and Twitter. Links are in the description. You can find new episodes weekly on whichever podcast platform you swore allegiance to.